this is Rick and I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And how would you reckon it, pal? Well, we draw a theme from a hat, and then we each bring a record that we think best represents said theme. We talk about it, we discuss it, we hang out. It's a good time. I think so, too. <laughs> so it's a, it's not been too long since we've done this last, but it's been a while, right? It's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a lot of life happening. Yeah, you're moving to San Diego at the end, the end of May, right? End of May, yeah. So we're working on getting that figured out. That's how's how's that going? Because to figure it out. Uh, so far so good. We're actually going to go out there pretty soon to like look at neighborhoods and houses and apartments and all that stuff. And you're fully vaccinated, right? Yes, sir. Me too, pal. <laughs> it feels good. Um, Come uh, over, we'll cough all over each other. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like yeah, but um, yeah. The only thing I had was like a really fucking sore arm for the second dose. Uh, I was tired, but I think that was just being tired just because, you know? Yeah, it's hard to tell. I was, like, really sore. Like, all my joints were really achy. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, like, a super old dude and a storm was rolling in or something. Oh, uh, real quick. Why don't you give our social media stuff real quick? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so since our show is theme-based, if, mm -hmm. if you had any ideas, wanted to reach out to us, uh, you can find us on Instagram. At Record Night Pod, all one word. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, we are Record Night. And then we are, if you just want to go old-fashioned, old email, old snail mail, mm -hmm. old Pony Express, we are recordnightpod at gmail.com. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, we're pretty easy to find. Uh, if you search for us on Spotify, we are the yellow uh, label, just so you guys know. Uh, there's another Record Night, they're called Record Night Podcast. Uh, the cool guys, we've done a episode with me you guys want to check that out but uh they're not us um, yeah we've done some collab yeah. stuff we didn't um but yeah if you have any theme ideas or you just want to yell at us for picking stupid albums or having bad <laughs> opinions uh feel free to do so mm -hmm. on any of those and uh, also uh we have a featured artist artist this week uh the artist is called they mostly come out at night um they mostly come out at night were a post metal slash atmosphere sludge band out of Arlington, texas they exist between 08 and 09 and then again from 2016 to 2017. Uh, while they are no longer a band, they did release an EP in 2016, followed up by a full length called Remnants of What Was in 2017. And those, they can be found on Bandcamp, but they mostly come out at uh, .bandcamp.com. Uh, I've listened to these uh, these uh, pieces of music multiple times, and I'll be placing a song at the end of it called Remnants of What uh, Was Will Be Erased. It's a a pretty cool band. Uh, my brother was part of it, and um, nice. Yeah, he was a vocalist uh, or you know voice shredder, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and um, uh, I hope you guys check it out. And um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's cool got a killer reference to uh, aliens as their yeah. band name. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I want to ask my brother about it. He said it was a, a reference to a South Park episode, and then and then I was like, Are you sure? But um. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it might be a reference to a South Park episode, but they might have been referencing aliens. Aliens with an S, not the alien. Yeah. Uh, game over. Which man. I think is the superior sequel naming oh, yeah. uh, convention. Don't put a two. Yeah. Put an S. So, and then uh, just add more of whatever your villain is. So here's what bothers me about the Bad Boys <laughs> movies. So they had uh -huh. Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2, and then they had Bad Boys for Life with the, like, with the four in the title. Like the one over four, and I'm like, I'm like, they just fucked it all up. Like, like they yeah, bad boys, bad boys three is lost to time. <laughs> yeah, 
So, but uh, I don't know why they did that. I'm not going to call uh, Will Smith or Martin Lawrence to explain it to me. But, uh, I mean, who knows if they uh, had anything. Well, anyway. Yeah, so that's our future artist of the week. But our theme this week is what? Uh, desert. Yeah. In a, you I, know, I, that hot, dry place, or I guess it could be a cold, dry place. I think really, as long as it's a dry place. Yeah, with the lots of either sand or, or you know, uh, interesting ecosystem or lack of. Um, yeah. So Not a lot of water, not a lot of moisture. Yeah, and so uh, we picked a theme of desert. Uh, I think I have some other themes that are environmentally themed. but uh, we got a few hopping around in there. And, you know, you could, we either could have gone super personal or you could have even brought in, you know, uh, Indian worker, God, what is that a uh, composer's name? All those uh, was spaghetti western films. Oh, Ennio Morricone. Yeah, they're hey, good job, Val. <laughs> I fucking love him. <laughs> yeah, you could have brought that in. I, I don't think you did, but uh, but you know, it's that, that's always going to bring desert old west stuff. <clears throat> but I think I'm going to get into mine right now because I'm do it. I dare you do, I do it. Okay, so uh, I picked Nick Drake's Pink Moon. Ooh, good choice. Yeah, yeah. So when when I when I think about when I listen to this record, I think about, and this could have to do with the Chevrolet commercial that that, that Big Moon was in back in nineteen ninety nine. But I, I think, think it was a Volkswagen commercial. Yeah, uh, I said Chevy. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Volkswagen Cabriolet, whatever. But I'm sure. Do you remember that commercial? Uh, not really. Okay, well, it's it was a commercial in nineteen ninety nine. It's just these people driving. It looks like a down down a uh, California road. Uh, like on the, with cliff sides and beautiful and lady looking out the window and you hear pink moon because it's mm-hmm. at night. So, but when I think about this record, I think about a lonely desert road in the at nighttime, windows slightly down, and uh, sort of gliding down the highway that way. And um, I I have no frame of reference for that. Like it's, I've never done that before, <laughs> but I have been down a desert road when it's tranquil and you're feeling peaceful, uh, yeah. at, in night or you know, night or pre dawn that sort of thing, um. And uh, so, yeah, I picked Nick Drake's uh, Pink Moon from 1972. I was not born yet, not for several years. Um, Same. Uh, yeah, and it's Nick Drake, uh, if you guys don't know, uh, he's lately, uh, as of, after that um, Chevy, after that uh, Volkswagen commercial, his sales of his record jumped way up, right? But um, Oh, yeah. yeah. You, got, you get the uh, commercial bump. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, that's, that's kind of uh, weird because... And no one knew who the guy was, <laughs> but um, now they do. So at the age of twenty, uh, he released it when he was twenty six, and then he uh, died a couple years after this record came out. Um, he committed suicide, so uh, inevitably people are gonna um, compare him to Elliot Smith and see if mm-hmm. Elliot, you know, or Elliot Smith to him. Yeah, that, that would make more sense. <laughs> but um, and uh, I uh, I actually I didn't really fall into Nick Drake until actually I could go to YouTube and check out stuff by him, right? Like, cause I, I'm not going to buy pink moon. Cause I, I know it, you know, like, like right. I, I, but um, you weren't there when it was released, but, but a lot of people were saying, Hey, do you like, you like, like Smith? you know about Nick Drake? And I'm like, not really, but now I do, obviously. Um, uh, do you have any sort of history with Nick Drake at all? Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember what I was looking at, but he came up on some sort of like must listen to list. Yeah. Um, and so I checked it out and it was actually pink moon that I checked out and then ended up checking out like brighter later. And some of his 
his other albums. So and t- I didn't like those as much. I don't like them as much as the backing band. Yeah, yeah. So uh, those other two records actually were not released in the U.S. until like the '90s, like, like yeah, right or later. And um, and five weeks left. And um, yeah. So part of the reason I chose this record is because it's a uh, beautiful, like like the desert can be. It's mm-hmm. it's desolate. It's lonely. Like uh, the desert can like be. Like the desert be, can be. But it's 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 hard to... Ex- I, I, I just had this vision in my head. Right when, yeah. right when I looked at the desert, right when we picked it out last time. This to me popped in there and a few other things. To, but this one really just stuck with me. Um, I was going to pick like a... Uh, explosions of... Uh, Earth is not a cold dead place. Explosions in the sky. But uh-huh. I, you know, I was going to... I had a feeling you might pick a post-rock record. And um, I didn't want to... They're kind of hard to talk about post rock records. Um, they are uh, instrumental stuff's a little a little more difficult unless you're like really sitting there, kind of like really breaking down <laughs> the music theory, which is hard because I listen to a lot of instrumental music. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we we uh, we we've done Sun's um, we did a Sun record, which we mm-hmm. were able to somehow get three minutes to talk out of that one. So I'm confident <laughs> I'm confident we'll be able to do that with uh, if you picked it or uh, post rock record. Um, yeah, but let's let's go ahead and we'll listen to the sampler of Pink Moon, and then we'll 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 break it down. We'll get into it. you good with that. I'm great with that. Let's check it out. I saw it written and I saw it say, Pink Moon is on its way. Falling fast and falling. 
Look, see the days The endless colored ways Go play the game that you learned From morning Alright, that was uh, Nick Drake's Pink Moon. So when it was like 20 minutes when I was in Texas and I was about to marry my wife, we were engaged. Uh, I went on a road trip with, well, we went on a road trip with our friend to Reno. And we drove from Texas to Reno back through California. And on mm. our way back through California, we stopped at Death Valley. Um, it was like uh, late October, so it wasn't really that hot, but... Less that, less death deadly. Yeah, less deadly. Like, yeah, I remember uh, there's signs in the in the sand where your people get out saying don't venture too far out. You know, you'll mm-hmm. sand super hot, but I just laid down, made sand angels, and uh, took pictures. <laughs> yeah, and it was beautiful. Um, you know, but there's nothing out there besides the the deathness, the, the death heat. of it, heat, heat, and um. I mean, if you watch like a, a documentary, like you know, it looks like the desert, said, but it's really teeming with life. But uh, I'm going by what I can see, man. So, um, <laughs> but uh, Nick Drake's Pink Moon, uh, like I said, released in 1972 and got like a big boost in uh, that uh, Volkswagen commercial from 1999. And it, what the first song on there was that song uh, that I picked the part that I remember from from the commercial. Yeah, and placed it in here in case you guys are as old as I am and you actually can remember stuff from twenty over yeah twenty uh, twenty three years ago. So, or 22 years ago. When was the commercial out? 1999. Oh, okay. Yeah, Nick Drake got a huge, like, commercial. Like, record sales went from, like, 17,000 to, like, 164,000 or something fucking ridiculous like that. That's crazy. Yeah, so his his state got got a shit ton of it. Volkswagen, put our podcast in a commercial. (laughs) I know. Uh, I read stuff they use the the brilliant placement of this song, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can call placement a commercial brilliant. I, I mean, I'm sure there are other words out there that, um, that award commercials with like, you know, a uh, great direction. But anyway, yeah, are there commercial awards? The advertisement awards? There's got to be. I mean, I think I've seen them. In Surely everyone likes patting themselves on the back. <laughs> That's what happens Sunday at the Oscars. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, Nick Drake's Pink Moon. It's a folk record. Um, and, it is. And you can tell you and I being people who can play guitar, putting our hands. Um, it's Alternate tuning all the way. Like, that's... that's oh, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't create it's these... It's got some just... It's just also got some, like, crazy good guitar playing. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, is the way that Nick plays these songs, it's so... There's so much clarity. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's it's so um, clear. And his voice is something else, man. It's like... It's this crooning, sort of moaning, sort of... Uh, you know, a lot of times you can't understand what he's saying unless you see it written. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a problem, but... um. He's he's got a very haunting voice, I guess I would put it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, so uh, let's just go into track by track. We'll start with it. Yeah, um, first one, Pink Moon. Pink Moon, yeah, titular track. Yeah, and it's it's a great one. It's 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 very. I mean, I, I, would you call the record sleepy? Um, I mean, it's like relaxing and calming i guess like it's, i don't know it's definitely not offensive right? like no one listen to this and be like like what the i mean there might be some people like what the fuck is this but no one's gonna be like uh, gonna be uh offended by listening to this you know like yeah oh this is just you know too much for yeah. me 
Uh, yeah, it's it's very no one's gonna be like overwhelmed. Like turn. I mean, if the, they were gonna get overwhelmed, though, it would be on this song because this song has three things happening in it. Okay, guitar, vocal, and piano. Oh shows shit! Up. It's the only yeah, song where time. piano shows up. Yeah, everything else is just so Nick Drake. And we, you said you like brighter. You listen to brighter later, and five weeks left, and I'm with you, man. The backing band. It obscures what's so good about him, I think. Yeah, it really kind of, like, dilutes it, mm-hmm. which, like, you would think adding more stuff would add more flavor, but, yeah, he just, he kind of gets lost in there a little bit. And honestly, a lot of the strings and stuff on his other albums sound kind of cheesy. Oh, nowadays, yeah, like, imagine trying to, yeah, I don't know. But um, Yeah, but I really like, it, it's kind of the whole album. Like, the album is strictly, except a little piano on this one, acoustic and vocals. And, and it very much feels like they're being played at the same time. Like there, you get like little like mess ups. You get your like, string buzz, or you hear yeah, fingers gliding across. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's it. It sounds like you're listening to somebody play these songs for you live, like in their living room. It's very intimate. Like you, when you listen yeah. to these songs, you feel like you're intimately in, you know, wherever you are with. <laughs> if you're in the car, or if you're on the camp campfire with the ghost Nick Drake. Or something yeah, like that. It, it feels like you were hanging out with Nick Drake, and he's like, "All right, I want to show you this thing I've been working on." And, uh, and I would, then he just does the whole thing. Like he gets into a real thing. And I, I would be uh, awestruck, mouth open, agape, and all that stuff. Um, so uh, I, yeah, I'd be like, "Hey, man, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like you that's should be able to right. play that's that." That's all right, dude. Yeah. yeah so um, I, I want to mention. So I, you know, I got a new uh, Martin acoustic, right? Uh-huh. Um, it's it's not the most expensive one, obviously, but it's it's a it cost me a pretty penny, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, I gotta I gotta down tune it soon. But that's beyond the point. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I I uh, I sat down the other day and I was like, I'm gonna see if I want to tune my guitar to Nick Drake tuning, um, and I decided not to because I saw all the changes in it. And I'm like, no, I. I you know, I'm trying to learn how to play the ting. I'm, I'm not going to be able to, yeah. <laughs> to change it the whole time. But uh, I do think that uh, at some point I'm going to definitely sit down uh, with a few songs from it just so I can learn how to play an alternate tune. Because I did that a few times with, like, a Bob Dylan record. One of the tracks is alternate tuning. Right. Yeah. And but Maybe, it, I'll, maybe I'll alternate tune my acoustic guitar. Yeah, oh, do you have an acoustic? Yeah, I never play around with it, though. I've never seen it. I just, I've just seen your... It's just kind of chilling in my closet. One of the tuning pegs is busted, so oh, shit. It. I have to grab like a pliers grip and like yeah, <laughs> clamp it on, and then is it is it, is it a um is it a uh, classical guitar? Is it just like a regular acoustic? It's a regular acoustic. I think it's like an Ibanez or a Yamaha or mm. something like Yamaha's that. Yamaha's making some pretty good ones though. Yeah, a friend of mine just gave it to me. Oh, that's nice uh, of that person. Like Ten years ago. And, okay, hello. So the, I'm guessing the last time you changed strings was ten years ago. Uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> They're probably more rust than string now. Yeah, I'm really bad at changing strings. Like, I, I, I usually have two packs with me because I'm gonna fuck up one of them. Like, sure. No, I, I probably changed these not that long ago. Okay. Anyway, um, but it, hey, it's hard to change the strings on a thing that you have to fucking vice grip <laughs> yeah. to turn the thing on. Do you have a you have a winder, right? Like a string winder? Uh, yeah, but this so five of the strings will tune just fine. But this is okay. like it's just like a peg, so okay. you can't even turn it. Shit. Yeah, I mean, me and you, we have soft little hands, so. <laughs> oh, I know. I'd I'd tear up my soft little fingers. Yeah, I, I I've been playing guitar, and I'm, I, my calluses are coming back, you know, like on my fingers because uh-huh. I've been playing uh, religiously every day, and I've been, dude, uh, 
you know, I really thought I'd be better doing the pentatonic scale after all these years. I'm not doing scales at all, but I suck at it. Like, like <laughs> I suck. Anyway, moving on. Pinkman. Um, so uh, we'll go through the, the lyrics. I mean, then a lot of these are real poetic. And there's, I guess if you were to ask uh, a music historian or someone who's really versed with Dick Drake what this is about, they'll go, well, what does it mean to you? <laughs> so, Which... I think is mostly what people end up getting from it. Because yeah. when I look at lyrics, I kind of end up, I hit up like genius or something. Yeah. Which people always kind of post like this line means this yeah. and this line means this. Um, but it seems like every person has a different interpretation about it. It's like some people look too intimately at like what was going on in his life and they're like, well, it's about this. And then it's like somebody posts like, yeah, but he said in an interview, it's literally not. And then other people are like, well, it's about this because of this. And I, it's, you just kind of get you get your own thing out of a lot of it, uh, I think. Yeah, what, what I guess people should know about Nick Drake himself is that, um, besides the fact that he was depressed and he killed himself, uh, he rarely performed live, and he rarely gave interviews. So it's, it's, it's hard to get a good glimpse into what his life was like. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of speculation. Um but yeah, um, the first verse, he goes, I saw it written and I saw it say Pink Moon is on its way. So uh, it sounds kind of like a prophecy, you know? Yeah. Like, but I mean, like, I mean, you've seen a Pink Moon before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who hasn't, right? I, I think as far as I've looked up, a Pink Moon is like the first full moon in April. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a generally beautiful. So April's on its way. What's on? Yeah, April is on its way. It's on its way out too. So because it's a, it's April nineteenth when we're at the day of recording. Um, yeah, April's here. And yeah, like and then he just says it's a pink moon. Basically, that's all this song is. Um, it's, it's um, I would say that mostly this record is the lyrics aren't as important as the arrangement and the voice of this because uh, he's yeah, it's kind of the whole like entire vibe yeah like everything all together really working yeah it's refreshing to hear a a solo a solo acoustic record where the voices as much in the instrument instead of a like a means of communicating like i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that the lyrics are bad or anything i'm just saying that the he if i were to release a solo record i'd be trying to say something the words would be super super duper important important but here he's actually creating his voices is a the only other like the guitar and the voice is the instrument in it. So it's it's really refreshing to hear that in this Nick Drake record. Yeah, I think there's something about this album, like it feels very like singular. Like mm-hmm. on its surface level, you're like, oh, it's some dude singing stuff over an acoustic guitar. I've heard that a million times. Yeah. But it's like there's something with like the tone of the guitar and the way they're playing it that it's like it's loose enough that it feels, it almost feels like it's kind of, I don't know, kind of like a mistake, kind of like a bedroom recording. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's kind of something like you weren't supposed to hear yet. Yeah. His, the lyrics that he has are just like, they're mysterious enough that it's kind of, I don't know. There's just, there's something to it that it's just like, I feel like if now, if guitars were recorded, they would like, it would be the perfect thing. Everything would sound like amazing. And then the lyrics would be super clear and like, you would be able to tell what he was singing, but it's yeah. all just like, I don't know. There's something about it that it's from like it's, a production standpoint. It's just like, what? It's imp- what is this? Yeah. 
it's imperfect, but that's what makes it perfect. Am I, am exactly. I, yeah, that's so, what makes it feel a lot more intimate. And in, in authentic. And I think a lot of people are born are drawn to folk music because how authentic it, it is. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's simple. You don't need a fucking sequencer and a, and a you just need the, the a guitar, four chords, and a voice, you know? Yeah. Uh that, that that being said, Nick Drake is the guitar playing on this amazing. I'm not this good. <laughs> so <laughs> saying saying that all you need is a guitar and four chords, that's not that's not um Pink Moon. But it's yeah, it's Bob Dylan for sure. <laughs> it's also like deceptively good guitar playing. Oh like, yeah. You if you listen to it and you don't really know how to play guitar, you're gonna be like, Yeah, I mean he's like playing guitar, whatever. And we'll talk about but, that later on in the, uh, yeah. one song here. But uh yeah, a couple songs from now, but yeah, I was, I mean, I was listening to this, I'm just like, holy shit, I forgot, like, the stuff he was playing, and it's like, it's so weird. Yeah. Place to be, next song. Place to be, song two. Yeah, song two, uh, three three verses and no chorus, so so that's what place to be is, um, so, uh, not, not traditional, um, not necessarily traditional song structure, but not, like, crazy out there, it's not, like, experimental. Yeah, he's not um, writing progressive rock or anything. The best thing I can get from the lyrics is like ta- basically talking about how youth was better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you're looking back on the past to better times yeah. and looking at yourself, and it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just kind of sad now. Yeah, yeah. Like, this I mean, sucks. Yeah, uh, he's 26, so like, like, like he's still very young, but uh, that gives you an idea about how maybe his dark, bleak his view was uh, mm-hmm. of the world. Um, what are you drinking there, about, by the way? Uh, yerba mate. Oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah. So, do you do you brew it yourself, or do you or do you actually buy the bottle? Well, it's not a bottle. It's like a big old like. Oh. I put a bunch of leaves leaves ground up in this weird little cup thing. This straw has like a, a metal filter on the end. Yeah. Okay. So I pour the water directly in here. Yeah. <laughs> and I let it brew. Oh, so you're you're one of those guys that do it pure because her brother he he gets yerba mate delivered to him monthly. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, but it's like in cans and it's like like flavored stuff. So yeah, I mean sometimes it's flavored. I'm currently drinking one that's just like a straight up thing. Okay, yeah, I like. But well, we'll have to hit up a local cafe. Shout out to Cafe Corazon, <laughs> and we'll have to go get mate. Yeah, we'll have to, man, because we can now. You and I. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, yeah, you guys didn't know I hadn't seen Ryan in person for like you know since like fucking uh, winter, uh, like yeah of last year. So like, <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we we stayed strict with pandemic rules and all that stuff. But now we're both vaccinated. It's awesome. Um, exactly. But yeah, place to be. Uh, basically, place to be. It's a beautiful, <laughs> like like all songs in this record is gorgeous. Um, it, it, I'm going to hear somebody play through my head because uh, it's it's such a good song. Um, I love it. It's. I I really feel like that. If you haven't listened to Nick Drake, you can go ahead and pause it. It's twenty nine. It's twenty eight minutes long. It's a short record, so it is. Yeah, yeah. all the song. I like the longest song. I think is close to four minutes. Yeah, but yeah. most of them hover right around that like two minutes long. Yeah, there's some that are like one minute, one and a half minutes. Yeah, which there's some speculation that, uh, like, I think Nick Drake's manager had set aside where they were like the songs are short cause, and like sad because he recorded this while he was depressed, and then the, his manager was like, no, if he like he he had like crippling depression like if he was depressed when he was recording this like this he wouldn't have recorded it is basically it yeah there's saying that like uh when he was 
when he was in a good place, he was definitely uh, more productive. And mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, we're this is what I read before. Like, he was immensely proud of Pink Moon, well, as yeah. he fucking should be. People, yeah. yeah, I don't know. See, and this is this is kind of what I mean about like the vibe and the intimate nature of it and like the lyrics and all that stuff like it has this mysterious air around it that mm-hmm. people want to create these stories with it yeah which like i i it's already interesting as it is but like i don't know people don't know what to make it, so they're like oh well like it was this and people are like no it, those stories aren't real it's like it's just a thing yeah so um we can go ahead and move on the road which um road has i, I listened you know i listened to it i'm like i'm like it's I hear the guitar now. I'm like, there's no fucking way I could play this. Like, like yeah. Um, I mean, and it's this is also uh, short on the lyrics, but you know, it's it's a great song. Yeah, it's um, mostly instrumental. Yeah, mostly instrumental. Uh, it says you can see the sun is shining if you want to. I can see the moon. It seems so clear. And then you can take a. I can take take a. They'll see me through. Um, yeah, there's a lot of um like space imagery on this album. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of stuff about suns and stars very cohesive yeah and i was thinking also when when you were see the stars the clearest i would think you see the clearest in the desert or the moon the clearest in oh, the desert yeah. and especially the sun the clearest not in the a desert. lot of, yeah <laughs> not a lot of cities in the desert yeah and so i was it's one that like it's one of those things i, w- I want to do one of the days is drive out i mean i've driven out to the middle of nowhere to to watch a meteor shower before um, you know, his parents have a uh, a house out in Paola. Oh, nice! There's almost no light pollution whatsoever, and I've I've you know laid on the on the hood of my car with the hot chocolate, and I tried tried to make out uh, meteors, which I saw like one or two. There's supposed to be like hundreds, but I didn't see anything. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I I definitely want to definitely take a, a trip out to the desert and and get a good look at the stars as they should be looked at. You know, went to Arkansas. We actually, um, we got some really crazy pictures of the Milky Way. Oh, nice! Yeah, and um, I, I got too cold, so I went inside. But she sat there for like an hour <laughs> and a half. She came and covered in mosquito bites and stuff. I'm like, baby. Ooh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, going on the uh, road, it's um, it's it's pretty short. It's like two and a half minutes long, if that. And it's yeah, uh, it's most it's really cool, and it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I like all the songs on this record. Every single song's gorgeous. Um. Especially with Nick Drake being his voice, like we said, as an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the next one um, on the on the list of the songs on here, which there are only eleven. Uh, a song called "Which Will." Yeah. Um, Lyrics kind of about like not being chosen or being like a second choice or like a backup. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying that maybe he's, a lot of the songs are asexual. So could you select like what the universe is choosing, you know, but mm-hmm. honestly, uh, you know, I felt like I've been chosen or not chosen by, by ladies before, you know, mm-hmm. like, but this um, one feels very like, almost like he's talking about the music industry. Yeah. yeah. As far, as far as I know about like making this album, um, it was kind of like his last chance to do something because nothing like his first two albums, like really didn't make very many waves. And apparently this one didn't eat until much later. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I, I haven't, I haven't spent too much. I did go through, um, 
I do go through his records. Like, honestly, when I when we pick a record, I listen to the record we chose once. I go back right. and listen to other records by that person. Then I sit down, write down about the listen to the record again. Um, we take notes, and then through the day of, I listen to the records one more time. Um, yeah, and that. But I yeah. So uh, he he. His chances were his first two. I mean, they're fine. The first two records are, they're what they are. But um, but the, the, like we said, there's something special about Pink Moon, and I really, I wonder what would have happened if you if you got the acclaim you wanted out of it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I mean, all these songs are super personal, but they're also so uh, oblique that they don't need to be identified. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this song is basically it seems like there's a choice he makes and for example, which will love you the best? You know, like what music industry seems like a really good guess on that one. <sighs> um and there's a song we're talking about uh, the song I think is this horn, which I think Strangers Nuts is my favorite song on the record. Oh really? Yeah. So Horn is an instrumental track. Um it's It's the most desolate sounding song on the record. Yeah, very just kind of minimal composition. And this doesn't sound super pretentious to me, but it's like something I might write. You know, like yeah, you know, like like I, you know, I've been in my room alone before, and I've I've come up with a little run, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, what do I do with this? And um, mm-hmm. and he 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 did what everyone should, anyone should do with that. And put it as a song in a record. <laughs> yeah, make it like a little like interlude thing. Yeah. Um. So this was actually, you know, this might be the song I hopped into knowing Nick Drake on. Oh, really? Because Boris does a cover of this song as an intro to one of their songs. Really? Yeah. Wait, which record is this? This is uh the song Farewell from mm-hmm. the album Pink. Okay, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, to... I'll send it to you. Please do. Um, but yeah, it, it like opens, you're like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing. And then you like reading through the trivia of the album, I was like, I found out it was a like a little like Nick Drake cover. And then they go into like some super cool, like doomy, <laughs> droney, rotten thing. And it's like, oh, well, if they like this, maybe I should check it out. And I I went I on, I went on down the rabbit hole YouTube of people covering this song, like doing YouTube covers. Uh-huh. You know, but a couple of English dudes like, this is how you play this song. I'm like, I just want to see you play it. I don't really need Need to know how, because I'm not going to tune yeah. my guitar that way. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's a way. I mean, I, I imagine because it's it's it sounds deceptively simple, but it's not. It's not a simple play. Um, no, definitely not. As a, as guitar players, we we knew that. I, I I have a hard time when I say my I I'm a guitar player. I hate seeing that because I don't think I am. I think I'm a dude who can play guitar. Like, like mm-hmm. I, I, a guitar player is not. It's it's hard to assign assign that label to me because I just yeah it, it's I feel like really pretentious about it you know like if I say that I'm a guitar player now I'm just see I'm fine with saying I'm a guitar player but there's been a new a new thing with people saying like I'm a guitarist that's weird right and I I feel I haven't heard I'm a like guitarist uh, until like up to like last year or something like that I'm like. When did we all decide it was guitarist? Yeah, I, I feel like like a lot of people say they're guitarists. That's like that's like saying you know, uh, that's their job. 
I don't know any people who who their job, I mean, is playing guitar. I mean, I know of people with their job, they get paid to play guitar. But I feel like you can't show, uh, you only call yourself a guitarist if you're doing professional making money from it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, real quick, I want to mention something about um, making money. Um, so Morrissey uh, is making a big sink. Well, I don't watch Simpsons anymore. I haven't for years. But th- Yeah, it's been a bit. But um, they had a character on it last, I guess, Sunday called Quillaby. And he was, um, it, it was a character making fun of Moss or Morrissey's. He's known more as I, I. I'm not a big fan of Morrissey. I'm not even a big fan of the Smiths, really. But he is. He's lost his mind. He's super upset about this this episode of The Simpsons because one, they show Morrissey basically being fat. They show him eating meat, and he's a staunch vegan. And they show him being a racist, which is 100 percent what Morrissey is. Like, like yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So like. Uh, if you get a chance, you, it's all over uh, Facebook. Go to Spin, and even I think um, Hard Times is talking about it. Uh, do you know Hard Times? Yeah, yeah, of course, it's great. So it's for a while I thought it was too esoteric, but I'm like, uh, I'm the guy who knows about this, who was part of that thing when he was growing up. So I'm not gonna, I'm not, I think it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. I just wanted to, bring, I wanted to bring it up, and I didn't know to went to, but just then, Morrissey, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, fuck Morrissey. <laughs> yeah. Did, I mean, there's this girl I used to work with. Uh, hi, Erin. I don't think she listens. Um, but but she had a uh, Morrissey poster on her wall, uh, her cubicle wall. And um, it was Media's Murder, that record. And I'm like, or uh, the Smith's record. And, uh, and I was like, and I mentioned, oh, oh yeah. It's just something I'm just like, I'm seeing Morrissey uh, in St. Louis uh, a couple days from now. I'm like, oh, oh, uh, really? Morrissey? Okay. And the, and she's like, "What's wrong with him?" Or something. I'm like, "Me as Mary is a great record, but he's kind of a racist." She's like, "You believe that?" I'm like, "100 percent, I do." <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, Things behind the sun is is the song after after Horn. Um, again, it's, another good song. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about these two because it's just it's so easy to it, it's so easy just to say, "Yeah, I take your time to listen to it." Uh, yeah, there's a bit of like a kind of a hopeful message. I feel like he it, he may be saying this to himself, but it's got the line of uh, "You find renown while people frown at the things you say." Yeah, but it's, say but say what you'll say. I think it's one of the songs where his voice is the quietest. I really, oh yeah, it's. I mean, his voice is quiet all all the time, but but it's it's here. It's like almost a whisper, in that like you said, that's why it feels so intimate. The um the quietness and I. I, I love this record. Uh, I'm sure they're both there. They're just like either bored to tears or they're like, it makes me sad. But <laughs> me being the guy, the kind of guy I am, I love sad records. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I mean, I really don't feel like this one is particularly sad. Like we've hit, like you mentioned Elliot Smith earlier. Yeah, yeah. And it's like we hit from the basement, which I think is a more like obviously sad <laughs> yeah. album. Yeah. Um, this one, I think people maybe know too much about Nick Drake's story when they listen to it, and then they, you know, they put the meaning I do, I really, on the album. I really do wish I'd, uh, I was uh, blind to who he was before I gave this record a spin. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of, uh, honestly, artists that I wish I was blind to their history before uh, before I listened to them, but I have this thing that 
before I was to a, 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 a you know band a Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I'll typically like Wikipedia to try to find the album I should listen to, yeah, and, and then I'll often that just like never look helps them up while me. I'm listening to it. They'll, they'll go their first major label. I'm like, but is that their best record? <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, I, like, so far, it's only ever helped me with Neurosis. Oh yeah. Which in on like through Silver and Blood, they wrote like many people consider this their best one. And yeah. it's like write that on every Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's weird, man. Like. Uh, like you know, we have. Uh, I've decided to add um, misconnections back in our our bag of topics because it's mm-hmm. something we can revisit. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say one I was thinking about. But I'm, uh, it'll probably be a long time before we pull it. But I, uh, you know, uh, Dinosaur Junior is something I've been wanting to really get to know. But yeah, I can't. Same. I can't figure out what the fucking where to start. You know, like like they have. Me like, I feel like I'll have to listen to their whole discography <laughs> and then go like. And by that point, I'm just like, oh, I'm well, I'm well aware of all Dinosaur Junior. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those bands that I really want to like get to know because people talk about Jay Massis like he's some sort of god, and um, but, but you know we're, we're not talking about Dinosaur Junior. Yeah, please reach out to us if you know the best Dinosaur Junior <laughs> album to start with. Yeah, uh, our German friends or fan, fans, go ahead and um, let us know. <laughs> yeah, uh, send us a message at Record Night Pod on Instagram yeah, yeah. or com. We'll definitely take your uh, shit into effect. Um, so yeah, we were on uh, Things Behind the Sun, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the longest song on the record. Um, three minutes, I think, said fifty four seconds. Uh, and it's uh, it's got it's got way more lyrics than the last one, but. Again, it, it's it's very poetic, you know. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Earth, shit like that. <laughs> um, more space imagery. More space imagery. Talking about flying. Um, yeah, it's. And then, then the one thing that's decidedly not um, a desert is the one rainy day in the autumn. And I'm like, oh, well, that <laughs> sort of takes out the thing. Yeah, it just ruins it. It just ruins the whole thing. But you know, I think I would brought this at some point anyway. You know exactly. You know? I think this is a great desert album. You can listen to things that aren't about the desert in the desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like this is a night dri- night drive in the desert record for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if you're not sleeping, because uh, it's beautiful. And uh, I mean, I'm enthralled. But I don't know if anyone else is. Uh, moving <laughs> on to No, which is four lines. Uh, I think it's a short song. I think it's like a minute and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's not super long. Um, there's lots of, but moaning. it is a little. <laughs> yeah, a little repetitive. There's like humming, but it, the humming is definitely like, maybe it is more like a moan. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it a hum. I'd call, I'd call it like a moan. But it, it's singing with his mouth closed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some people want to say that this is about a girl, and I, I, I don't know if I can say that. I mean, yeah. It could though. I don't. I fucking. I don't know. know. It's vague enough that it could be if that's how you interpret it. Yeah. But it's got, I don't know, it's got kind of like a funky little... And I'm sure you and I have come up with a riff like that sitting on our bed at some point. Yeah. I mean, why uh, don't you, you do ham rounds or whatever? <laughs> this one's got a lot of fret buzz on it. Oh, yeah, and it's like one of the things that's imperfect but, but perfect because of mm-hmm. that. Um, we'll move on to the next song. Um, Parasite. Parasite, which is... Which is probably my favorite song on the record. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, it's sad. 
I guess. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's about social alienation, feeling like he's not part of it, you know? Like, yeah, but, like, also putting himself in a really weird position because, like, the people that he's observing in the town around him aren't, like, great. Mm -mm. But he's still, like... He still thinks he's like a parasite on this like not great thing. Yeah, it's it you know it's like uh, you know hippos are cute or whatever. And wait, what am I thinking of? Fuck it. Um, I don't know. I will let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just let the, let that thought I was having go. Um, but yeah, he talks about these people that are you know kind of shitty, and they don't see him, but he sees and he knows his. He feels like maybe they see him. As a, someone mm -hmm. who's a parasite, and then there's also like speculation that he's talking about him drinking because he drank a lot and all that shit. But um, I don't know about that. But it's a, it's a it's a beautiful song. Um, it's my favorite song on the record, and I I really feel like out of all the songs on this record, it's the most Nick Drakey. I guess the best way to put it. Like I think it shows yeah. all signs of sides of him, mostly like, all sides of what he can do. At least, yeah. I think this is the other most well-known song on this album yeah, besides yeah. Pink Moon. You think so? Okay. Yeah, a, a lot of the stuff I've seen are like, uh, like music critics from back in the day saying like, "Hey, the song Pink Moon and the song Parasite are really good," but like they were like, "Ah, the rest are okay." <sighs> Fuck you guys. I like it all. <laughs> um, we go to Free Ride, uh, which is my favorite song. Oh, is that right? Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's got lots of. The guitar is lots of. It sounds like open strings. There's a lot of like cool, just kind of like droney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, background Drone, stuff. It's yeah. really cool. And the, the droney definitely is the, the the guitar. The way it's tuned, um, you get really cool drones. Kind of like a, uh, I don't want to say a bagpipe, which is a drone, but because that sounds irritating. But no, this just sounds kind of eerie. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a it's like a sitar without all the strings, <laughs> or a banjo. But it doesn't sound like a banjo, but you, all those have instruments. You, have you ever tried playing a banjo? Yeah, I'm awful at it. Oh, yeah, my dad has one. He said he had one when he was growing up, and I begged him to look in his basement so he can just give it to me. <laughs> because my dad, he's not like a musician, but he just bought like a Martin, you know? Like, and uh -huh. he, he's like, he's just been using two videos to teach himself how to play guitar. Nice. Yeah. And he says it's like a great stress reliever, which mm -hmm. would it, it, it 100% is. Uh, you know, like there's a there was a time when I didn't have a guitar, and when I finally like I, and I knew how to play, and when I finally got one, it was such a, you know, my life got so much better. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, free ride. Your favorite song on the record? Got a cool yeah. droney sound. Um, it's I, got a cool droney sound. It's got some cool lines of like, uh, I see through all the pictures that you keep on the wall. All the people that, you, uh, that will come to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> just like he's like people who are kind of like trying to project. This is what I'm getting from it. People are just trying to like project like what, what their lives are. I do. like may not actually be that way. I do like how the guitar follows the melody, you know, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which to me is, it makes you wonder. I'd like to know his writing process, how he writes something, you know, like, mm -hmm. like how does he, I mean, it's hard to say, but it's, how does he go about writing songs? Uh, and yeah, does the guitar come first? Yeah, yeah. Does he then write lyrics over that, or does he sing it and then try to play guitar along with it? Honestly, when I hear songwriters about how they write songs, I listen like to every single word they say. I really do because yeah. it's so interesting to me. It's like talking shop or something like that. Like 
like uh, when I saw Dave Bazan, he came through Kansas City and played like a uh, church that someone rented out. It's, mm-hmm. They do other stuff there. He's not, but um, I remember asking him it, the new record he put out was mostly electronic. But I remember one of the questions I asked is, "Did you write these songs like on on the synthesizer? Or did you write them on guitar?" And he said about half and half. Like the songs oh, he wrote wow. guitar, he transcribed to be uh, electronic and. Uh, yeah, it's it was, and we he mentioned one of the songs. And I mentioned how that was my favorite, and he was like, "Yeah, man, that means a lot. Thanks." <laughs> um, I don't know that <laughs> nice. means I, I was like, I I feel like if I were Diabazon, I feel like anyone said they liked the song of mine, I'd be like, "Thank you, thank you so much." But um, we can move on from free ride to the next song. Uh, Harvest breed, harvest breed, which is the second last song on this record, and it. It's probably my second favorite song. It's really good. Yeah. And I would, I mean, this is, this one's kind of a sad one. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think this so one, too. Be, this one sounds like a sad one. I, it, what I feel like is, if I were to look at it and try to interpret it, it's about basically, the harvest breed is not necessarily a harvest, a good harvest. It's being cut, uh, disembodied, not like from the earth, but like from a relationship. I feel like that. Yeah. That, you know. He's raping. They cut him off, and now he's no no more good. You know, it's a it is a, yeah. It's a definitely a sad song for me. Yeah, it's kind of like um from something up in there about like smelling the flowers, or mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact line at the moment. But um, kiss the uh, so falling fast, you stoop to touch and kiss the flowers that bend. Yeah, like it seems there's a lot of like falling imagery and stuff in mm-hmm. it, which makes me think like at like the last moments you're kind of just like i don't know a little more carefree yeah i get that i get that for sure and and then you get to the point where if you're ready to be cut that's it it's over and mm-hmm. you need some bread or whatever <laughs> i mean uh, i don't do you people harvest flowers they got to right that's the thing that happens right i think so okay you can harvest a lot of things that grow yeah yeah that's true um or you can be like a Fugazi and say harvest the crust from your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it grows while you're sleeping. Um, so uh, we can move on to the last song from the morning, which is, I, I, I guess my least favorite song on the record, but I like all the songs on this thing, personally. Um, I I like this song a lot. I actually think my least favorite, since we're coming up near the end, was No. Oh, yeah? I think it sticks out a little bit, kind of like a sore thumb. Like, it... Um, the weird little funky thing it doesn't really expand on too much it's just kind of that the whole time um, but I like this one it, it does feel a little bit different because this one sounds and reads a little bit more hopeful it's also one of the rest of the album it's definitely one of the longer songs in the record too yeah but what I got from it if I was condensed into a nutshell is basically like Hey man, take take carpe diem or what the fuck ever. Like, like um, yeah, it's just kind of days are passing, but each moment is beautiful. Yeah, which is a nice sentiment. Nice sentiment. I mean, a little little I got, cheesy. I can, I can tell you that when I was sitting my desk day doing work, every moment past was agonizing and not beautiful. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of times I was like, fuck, you know, like, like you know, I'm working from home, so I was just muttering curses to myself. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, you know, pretty consistently. Yeah. Three, yeah. three times an hour at the very least or 
whatever. Um, That's the best part about working at home is you can now start saying these things that you were originally saying in your head out loud. Well, I was whispering to this fucking shit, you know, but, but um, <laughs> no, you know, work, work, work is fine. I don't want to talk shit on work because it's very nice to get to work, let me work from home, and I'm, I, I mostly like my job. Um, yeah. Everyone has, you know, everyone wishes they could just, you know, one of the things I'm wondering, because I, I try to keep myself pretty busy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so my brother would be like, what do you do to relax? I'm like, I mean, I, I, I do a podcast. It's like, that's not relaxing, though. I'm like, it's fun, though. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. I've always said a perk of having a job is that you get to complain about it. Oh, yeah. That's the, you get to, you get to, like, you don't necessarily have to hate your job to complain about it, but oh, it's no. like that's that's part of it. You get the it's a perk. You get a catharsis of bitching about something. So that was uh, Nick Drake's Pink Moon. Uh, you guys go on Spotify, listen to it. It's beautiful. It's twenty minutes. It's not going to take all your time. And I really think if you uh, are like me and Ryan, you'll like it. But if uh, I yeah, I like it quite a bit. If I ask my mom what this record was, I think she'd tell me the Eagles. I think she'd mention Hotel California. Yeah, uh, driving through yeah. the desert. What's the, the lyric? Oh, the, our dart is a highway, cool wind in my hair. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if your parents are the same way when they listen to music. But my mom used to listen to the same two songs by the Eagles all the fucking time. It was Hotel California and Witchy Woman. <laughs> and uh, my mom owned two CDs up until after I had already moved out, and I gave her a third CD. What was what were the two CDs she owned? It was a live Loan and Navarro album, and, uh, oh, gosh. It's not, like, it's not Nora Jones, Michelle Branch. Oh, oh so, like, that, okay. <laughs> what is the third record you got her? Uh, it was, like, some local dude who I went to high school with. He gave me his, uh, his kind of, like, acoustic folk album. And yeah. I was like, ah, this isn't really for me. Okay. <laughs> so you get to your mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she seemed to like it. So my mom had my mom, my mom would listen to Eagles, and then, like, the one... She had Back in Black by ACDC, but mm-hmm. she just listened to Back in Black and You Shook Me All Night Long. Just those two <laughs> songs. And the Eagles record she, she has was actually the live rendition, or the live record called Hell Freezes Over. Um, Whoa. Yeah, and... Uh, oh, yeah. And she did, like, Boys of Summer and... Uh, Another Don Henley song. Oh, God, I forget the name of it. But she liked Don Henley a lot. And, uh, I like his shirts. His shirts? The Henley. Oh. He invented the Henley. <laughs> Did he really? Are you fucking with Which me? it looks like it looks like you're wearing one right now. Oh, I mean, it's a, it kind of is. It's also a baseball shirt mixed in. So. Whoa. I baseball bas- Henley. I love biz- baseball tees, man. They're the most comfortable thing on the planet. Oh, yeah. Oh. I love Henleys. So... So we have the Don Henley thing for the Henleys? Yeah. Thanks, pal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send an email and say thanks for the, for the, for the shirt. For the shirt. Yeah. Um, so I'm <laughs> actually really interested to hear what your record is. Cool. Um, so when I originally put this into the hat, um, this was like it. Oh, yeah. I, I, it was mostly like I picked this uh, or I wrote this theme as a way to – make you listen to this album <laughs> so um you know you know there was a there was a chance it wasn't gonna be it i had some like backup stuff i was potentially gonna go with mm-hmm. Caius because they were they're like the inventors of like desert rock yeah 
hey, that might be a good way to go. Um, and there, there was some other stuff in there, but it was always like at the end of it, I was like, who am I kidding? It's got to be the bees made honey in the lion's skull by earth. Yeah, so when I mentioned my brother what the theme was, he interrupted me and said this record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my brother's a big fan of Earth. Um, and, you know, I haven't listened to this record before, which he obviously chastised me for not hearing because he's been talking about this band for 10 fucking years. Um, I love it. This this album is my second favorite album of all time. Do I dare ask what your favorite album is, or is that sitting there for an episode? Oh, I mean, I'll I'll continue to say it. It's uh, "Sailing the Seas of Cheese" by Primus. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Which will show up at some point. I just don't know what theme it would. Fit so you on. actually have a top five that stays solid. It, I mean, it's kind of like I have like a top ten. Okay, and it's nebulous where it where like things slot in. Okay, um, but it's like you know the albums are kind of always moving around except the Primus album. Uh, but at the moment, this is my second favorite album of all time. Okay, yeah, you know, I have a top ten too, where stuff stays, but always moves around. And I feel like people who have a solid top one, a top like top ten, where they've ranked it and it's it's uh, cemented in. I don't trust that. <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> and it, it just, I mean, it depends on the day, but I think based on you know things outside of like the music itself, mm-hmm. or maybe it is, like how influential it is to like other other facets of my life. Like so, I have other albums that are like, like this has inspired me to read certain parts of literature or watch certain movies or look up different artists. So let's pretend no one knows who earth are. How would mm-hmm. you, what would you say about earth that people need to know? Uh, like the history of the band or yeah, just if I'm like trying that, to like sell it to them. The history of the band. Let's start with that. Okay. They are like, mainly it was the guitar player, Dylan Carlson. Mm-hmm doing like drone stuff they have two pretty distinct periods they have their like drone metal which they more or less invented yeah. so if you're if you know the band sun they they got their name because they're like you know earth revolves around the sun and uh, and based off the amplifiers um but they were trying to kind of keep expanding on what dylan carlson was doing in the early days mm-hmm. he did Earth 2, which uh, is just straight up drone metal. Then he just did some like other kind of like smaller little drone experiments for the album Phase 3. When it comes to, the, when it comes to uh, two distinct phases, what uh, Earth record do you like out of the first like like four, we'll say? Um, Earth 2, okay. I think, is like a really like just definitive statement. I okay. love it. It's okay. like it's one of like the perfect just drone metal. Do you think albums. it'll show up on our listening point? It might, but I already made you sit through a Sun album. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, yeah, and then they kind of they experimented a little bit with like kind of like stoner rock, mm-hmm. and then they went on hiatus for God, thirteen years maybe, well, like a really long time. They had like more or less broken up. Was don't don't do I know that he had some issues when it came to uh, addiction. Um, yeah, he had. I think he had some drug problems, some legal problems. He uh, was also Kurt Cobain's best friend. Yeah, that is kind of fame before he, everyone liked him for his music. Is that yeah, the song "In Bloom" is about him? Oh, it is. Uh-huh. He's the one, and he he likes to shoot his gun. No shit. And he likes to sing along. We don't know what it means. I did not know yeah. this. I thought. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he's now. Now this is super interesting. I mean, that song takes a whole meaning, but. Uh, 
But when they came back, we've already done, we've already covered one of their albums on Don't Call It a Comeback, that episode called mm. Hex, which was a lot more kind of sparse, very kind of minimal. It was really just focused on like the interplay between the guitar and the drums and just space. That would have also been a pretty good Desi record, I think, though. I had a friend of, I think so. I had a friend of uh, us uh, who mentioned Hex for a good Desi record. I'm like, we already did Hex. So, so. Yeah. I prefer. This album, mm-hmm. this one I do feels. I do too. This one feels warmer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like the first one is like Hex is like desert at night or something like, or like maybe even like cold, snowy mountains. Where mm-hmm. this is like your hot, sticky desert. Okay. Do you want um, to? Do you want to play the clip and then we'll do this record a bit more? Yeah, I I could, I'm gonna talk so much about this album. Um, yeah, um, let's play the uh, <laughs> let's play the uh, clip real quick and we'll right. get into it. This is Earth's record. Um, how the fuck did I forget? Oh yeah, the the bee that the bees made the bee yeah the bees made honey in the lion's skull, which is a such a metal idea like <laughs> such a metal title. But um yeah here's um here's the Earth or yeah it's fine Spotify and all that other shit. But Earth the bees made honey in the lion's skull.
So that was the bees and honey and the lion's skull. So um, I I uh, really enjoyed this record. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So what I, did, what I did last night is uh, I uh, I put on my headphones. I uh, I started the record and I laid down <laughs> on the couch. And uh, every time I, felt like I, I had read notes, which I have a lot. <laughs> yep, me um, too. Um, I uh, I wrote down the things, and uh, one of the things I I really enjoyed about this record is, you know, um, there's there's not a whole lot of strumming. A lot of it's like a, a lot of it's there's a backbone of, of a rhythm section, but mm-hmm. Dylan Carlson's adding on to it. He's adding a ligament or a layer of skin. Like it's 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 really. Interesting. It's like deconstructed almost. Like, like, like yeah. Or const- so it's interesting that you say that he was like adding stuff on mm-hmm. because the way they approach this album with recording it mm-hmm. is guitars were recorded last. That was okay. the absolute last thing that was recorded. So it was, it's almost like you get this backing stuff there to like it, it perfected getting like the vibe right. Mm. All the backing stuff, you know, the the drones and all that was in there, and he then like kind of snuck in and added just guitar at the end. So, I'm wondering, like, cause I was, um, I was thinking to myself, like, the composition of this record, I, I don't know how you write like that. Like, like I'm I sure. I don't either. I think you just play and just kind of live in it for a little bit and let it. Because there are a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, repeating things, but uh, this record's 53 minutes, but it doesn't feel like that at all. It doesn't, uh-uh. doesn't feel long. And if you think it, that the song's repetitive, um, <laughs> wait till the end of the song. And see how much it's transformed by the end of, end of it, you know? Like, yeah, and everything, like, progresses and changes so naturally and, like, so slowly. It's so subtle and you subtly barely notice that, like, it. You don't even, yeah, you don't even notice it. And by the end of the song, you're like, is this the same song? Yeah. It doesn't even sound the same. I, I, so um, I'm going to go to the song for my song, um, but I do want to mention that, that there are uh, instruments in this that either I can't identify or... Um, or are so low in the mix that they add this really cool ominous feel to it. Like for example, yeah, I this, bet this, I bet I can clear some of those up for you. So the first song is called the uh, Omen and Portents, the Driver. It's nine mm-hmm. minutes long, um, and you can hear this this um, hum in the background. Is it a keyboard? You think? I think it's. Uh, they kind of do it throughout the album. They have like this kind of noisy guitar. So there's like mm-hmm. two guitars throughout most of this album. Right. One kind of playing along with the main line, and then one decently buried in the mix that's just echoing. <laughs> I feel like that's it's done. like picking up on stuff. <laughs> it's you know reverbing, doing all that stuff. It really gives me kind of like a um, like a, a valley kind of echo throughout yeah. all of it. Oh, yeah, like it, it really adds some like space. Yeah, you you immediately think desert when you hear this stuff too. Like um, like uh, Don Carlson's the sludge in the Ineo. <laughs> this, yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it's very slow. Um, and so, and it's also, I mean, people will call it stoner rock or stoner metal or stone or something, and I can't disagree with them, but that that yeah. doesn't make it any better, any less good. Because I was, I was, I was sober as fuck when I, when I listened to this record the first time. Yeah, I've, and it, I've <laughs> never, I've never smoked while listening to this or really anything, yeah. but, <laughs> um, poser yeah i know (laughs) this so earth is one of those bands that because they had that first period of being a metal band Mm -hmm. they get thrown in in metal and it's like 
I dare somebody to listen to this thinking it's a stoner metal band because yeah, there's no, there's nothing metallic on here. Yeah, yeah, it's not a metal record at all. It's, it's hard to define what this record is. I, it's like, yeah, it's like a jazzy cinematic. Oh, it's cinematic something. so much. I, you know, I have, you know, I have movies in my head while listening to this thing. You know, like, yeah, Dylan Carlson actually did do the soundtrack for a western. Oh yeah, which one? It's an independent movie called Gold. Okay, it, I think I watched it. It wasn't very good, but the soundtrack's amazing. Have you seen the proposal? No. Is it? It's Australian western. Where with Nick, uh, is that with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the proposition is one thing. Yeah, the proposition. Sorry, proposition. Oh uh, yeah, is an Australian um, western film where Nick Cave did the soundtrack. Ooh, and it's a badass good. movie. It's awesome. Um, I mean, I saw it ten years ago. So yeah, so I love the like subtitle of this one because it's Omen Import Omens Importance One the Driver yeah because this this song is like the best driving song on this album I actually wrote down windows down uh, windows down uh, up loud seeing the a mirage with nothing but desert in sight it's such a good oh, opener yeah. such a good opener. Um, and I love so like that the thing you were hearing in the background was the guitar, but it'll I love that it'll like pick up on notes mm-hmm. within like the the guitar line. Oh yeah, yeah. And then just like rumble and decay on this thing. So it's like the guitar's doing different things, but it's like sitting in this. I don't know. It's very well composed, even though it's kind of noise. And I I'm a, almost positive it's all improvised. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. Like, can Dylan Carlson. Or can or the or they can probably do a version of this record live, but I don't I don't know if um if they'll be able to to recreate this altogether like like spoiler alert they do what really? they absolutely do it's it's they're amazing so a lot of this I'm positive a lot of this album's improvised because uh-huh. the way they go in and record things is like they they just kind of they go in with like a loose structure and then they play, but they're also like in with each other. And the music is so slow that you can kind of, you can play around in the space without like getting off time or doing something like that. Like it all sounds good. Um, but yeah, I, so how I originally discovered earth, uh, was through sun. Cause I originally didn't like sun. I was like, this is so stupid. This is so dumb. <laughs> I was reading like an interview with them, just like I don't know. They, I this weird thing where I'm like I really don't like something, mm-hmm. but people do. Like it's critically acclaimed. But I need to like look into like what do, what are people getting out of this? Yeah. So I looked up like some interviews with Earth or with Sun, and they mentioned Earth. And then I saw uh, Earth did an, a performance at Amoeba in uh, Hollywood. Yeah. So I watched their performance. I'm like, let's see what the original thing of this sounded like, and I could not stop listening. Okay. Like. It was so they the way that Dylan Carlson approaches guitar playing is he does like tension and release thing Mm -hmm. a certain section of something that this kind of like big universal thing Earth Two has it a little bit more because it's kind of this big nebulous like something Um, but this one kind of opens and closes on the same sitar drones Um, has uh, some stops in it which was really digging. Has big stops. Yeah. So I'm gonna be playing big stops. Anytime a lot of a uh, lot of shimmery kind of instrumentation oh, yeah, yeah. that's playing along kind of in the in the sitar layer, so it's yeah. in the background. Yeah. But I don't know. It gives this like like a floating kind of effect to it. It feels mm-hmm. very like 
kind of like cloudy and airy and this, yeah I this love it. this song has uses a has a very good use of sonic space i think mm-hmm. and uh, i really appreciated that um and i noticed that when you made the clip you ha- you actually included the drone at the end of the song as the end of the clip yeah. which is it, it drones on for almost like a full minute maybe a little bit longer yeah it kind of lets you let you sit in it for a little bit yeah i got the simmer and it was awesome <laughs> yeah I really enjoyed this record. I do see myself returning to it quite a bit. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I listen to it all the time. Um, one uh, one last bit mm-hmm. on the Bees Made Honey and the Lion's Skull. There's an actual guitar solo in this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is definitely is, which is something like there's a lot of unconventional ways that that um in this record of ways that music's made. But uh, this is one of the more, more conventional things. And I think... Uh, yeah. I think Kirk Cobain would be like, oh, there we go. But, um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, they, I'm 100% going to be listening to this on the drive out to California. Oh, yes, you're driving. driving through a lot. Yeah, I'm going to be driving oh, through a lot of desert. You guys have fun doing that. Uh, yeah, you guys are going through Colorado? Yep. Uh, you have- Colorado, Utah, uh, and then California. Well, that's, that, the Colorado, mm. I have I've been terrified of mountain roads, so but uh you, you're fine with them, aren't you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot I forgot you grew up in that shit, so you're totally fine with it. Uh, well, uh, that's exciting, man. It really is, and I'm very excited. And I'm sure uh, Amaro will let you listen to stuff, right? Oh, we're driving separate cars. So oh, I can so yeah, I want. We, <laughs> you're just, I'm gonna listen to Earth. I'm gonna listen to audiobooks. Oh yeah, podcasts even bunch of podcasts yeah, yeah. i gotta get a bunch of stuff downloaded yeah I mean, yeah yeah okay cool <laughs> um so uh that's earth's the bees may honey in the land school i think we're ready to pick our next topic or next i thing. think so grab that hat right. that hat bag i got it i still got it and um I'm shake it up so put some stuff in there recently it's been like 31 32 episodes mm-hmm and on episode one, we said we were going to upgrade to a real hat, and we've still never upgraded to a hat. And I think pulling it from a paper bag and it clearly being not being a hat is still the funniest thing to me. So I so don't our, think we can ever upgrade. Oh, we can't. Our theme, our next theme, storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Ooh. Do you already have something in mind? Oh, yeah. I do, too. Uh, and this can be as loose as you want it to be, but... But I, I think I when I wrote this theme out, I had an idea already. So, I've got I've got a couple and I'm trying to decide because you we had mentioned a uh ooh, that's another good one. A uh, a theme the the other day that you added to the hat and I was like, Ooh, that would be really good for that one too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is gonna be good. Okay. Um What else you get going, pal? Um, I Myself and a friend of mine do the music for this podcast. So the song you're listening to now, the song that opened at the beginning, not the two albums in the middle, but, you know, just the first and the last. Yeah. Uh, our band is Smell yeah. with a question mark. Uh, you can find us on Bandcamp at smell.bandcamp.com. Listen to it. Check it out. Both We have two album EP things you can check out. They're free. Um, so feel free to download them. And, yeah, that'd be great. What about you? What do you got going on? I uh, do a, another podcast we could call Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. We do two new movies a week. Um, 
and I'm not gonna say what they are because I don't know when this thing will come out. But uh, yeah, it's weekly. I usually have it out by Sunday, Monday, sometimes Tuesday. I think this week is gonna be Tuesday. Sometimes Wednesday, sometimes, sometimes Thursday, sometimes Friday. But yeah, I do I do weekly movie movie, movie podcast, and um, that's why I got on. Uh, I do want to mention everyone that uh, at the end of this episode, we're gonna be playing a song by the most come out night called "Remnants Remnants of What Was Was Erased." So um, I hope you guys stick around for that. It's a killer song. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's awesome. Um, but, yeah. So. Check them out, hang out, wait around a little bit for us to stop talking, and you'll get a full song at the end of our show. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you guys next time for the storytelling. I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And have a good night. Bye. Bye.